Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, my name is Chris, and I want to welcome you to El Cyber Gigante Podcast. Now, the title of my podcast is essentially Spanglish, a little bit of English, a little bit of Spanish. And I think everyone knows what the term, what the word cyber is. But for you non-Spanish speaking individuals, you're probably, you know, wondering what the heck is gigante? <laughs> and gigante is a, a Spanish word for giant or large. And what I'm really trying to make reference to is a very famous TV series that every single Hispanic household has watched at one point or another. And that show is called El Sábado Gigante. Uh, my podcast name is El Cyber Gigante. So you see what I did there? It's pretty clever, right? <laughs> now, there's three reasons on why I created this podcast. Number one is I want to be able to reach out to the Hispanic community, both Spanish and English speakers, and get them interested into the cybersecurity world. I'm planning on doing podcasts in both English and Spanish. And for the ones that I do in Spanish, I really want to target uh, Spanish-speaking parents and provide them recommendations and guidance on how to have like a safe home network and how to protect themselves from hackers and how to make sure that their kids are browsing their internet safely. The second reason I'm doing this is because I want to use this podcast as a learning experience. I want to research certain subjects or certain areas that I find really interesting within cybersecurity and present those to you. Um, I also want to cover recent hacks and then uh, talk about you know how to implement a hack. I'm putting a disclaimer out there. You're I'm not liable for what you do with that information. All right, like whatever you do with that information is is on you. Don't don't blame that on me. All right, I'll show you how to do things just for informational and educational purposes. But what you do with that information is all on you. All right, just want to make that clear. <laughs> um, the last reason why I'm doing this is because it's COVID times, and honestly, I need a new hobby, and um, I'm planning on doing this on a biweekly basis every Wednesdays and Sunday nights. Cool. Uh, so now that I got the introduction out of the way, let's kick today's podcast off. Today, I want to cover some of the basics uh, about cybersecurity. I'll talk about three core principles or concepts that we will reference in order to develop strategies and policies for securing our environment, right? And after that, I'll talk about some key terms or words that we use in cybersecurity and what they really mean, okay? Those three core principles that I mentioned are part of the CIA triad. And when I say CIA, I'm not talking about the Central Intelligence Agency, the spy agency here, all right? I'm talking about the cybersecurity CIA triad. And C stands for confidentiality, the I stands for integrity, and the A stands for availability. Um, so let's talk about confidentiality. Now, confidentiality is a set of rules or mechanisms uh, that you put in place in order to protect your data or your information. This is ensuring that only the right people or the right person has access to that sensitive information, while all the people that shouldn't have access to it do not, right? And there's several different types of ways that you can perform this, this mechanism, right? You could do it through encryption, you can do it through access control, you could do it through stenography, um, you could do it in several different ways. Uh, the way Apple does it with your iPhone, they ensure the confidentiality of your photos, of your text messages, your call logs, or basically any type of data on your phone by giving you the capability of using a PIN, <laughs> a Touch ID, 
or uh, Face ID, right? Those are mechanisms that are put in place on your iPhone to ensure the confidentiality of the data within your phone. That makes sure that only you're the one that should be accessing the phone unless you set up, you know, you give your pin to a friend or you set up your friend with like a, you know, with their thumb to be able to access your phone, right? Um, another example of confidentiality within Apple's products is when you're logging into iCloud, typically Apple will send you a test text message to your phone with like a, a six digit code, right? And this is just ensuring that you're the right person that's be accessing this account and it will just verify it by texting you a specific code. Like I mentioned, that's 2FA, that's what we call that, and that's another confidentiality uh, mechanism. So for integrity, um, integrity is ensuring that the information is trustworthy and accurate. That's making sure that the data hasn't been tampered with and it will always remain the same un or unaltered throughout its whole life cycle, right? And when I think about integrity, I, I immediately start thinking about encryption and transit. This is when your data is in motion from one device to another, or from one system to another. That information is all encrypted and, you know, it's, it's encipherable text. You can't see, you can't understand it, right? So maybe, maybe I'll backtrack a little bit. Um, I'll give you the definition of what of encryption is. Encryption is a way in which you can, you can change simple plain text into an unreadable format. And that unreadable format is called a ciphertext. Now, the only person that can actually uh, translate that ciphertext into the original plain text is a person who holds that secret key or the decryption key, right? And encryption is one of my favorite topics within cybersecurity. And I'll for sure cover this in detail at a later point uh, or on a later podcast, right? Another thing I want to call out within encryption is that there's two different types of encryption. There's asymmetrical encryption and there's symmetrical encryption. With asymmetrical encryption, it means that you need two different keys in order to do encryption and decryption. So the public key, just remember this, the public key within asymmetrical encryption is what does the encryption and the private key is what does the decryption. Remember that public key, encryption, private key, decryption right and symmetrical um, encryption means that you're only going to use one key to do both encryption and decryption so let's let's give an example of um of encryption in transit for for iMessage right everyone loves iMessage on the iPhone you know it's all backed by Apple and it's it's actually fairly secure as well and uh in case you didn't know iMessage actually does encryption in transit of all your text messages yeah, that's right. Your public key, your specific uh, phone lives on the Apple servers. So let's just give it a quick example. I'm going to text my mom, hello, through my phone, right? So as I'm typing this text, I'll select hello, and my phone will reach out to Apple servers. Apple servers will send me my mom's public key so I can encrypt my message and then send that to her. My mom has her private key installed on her phone automatically, always. So when the message gets to my mom, she uses her private key in order to decrypt my message. And at a really, really high level, that's how encryption in transit occurs for iMessage. Uh, I hope I didn't confuse you. I hope that's somewhat clear. 
uh, again, it's it's extremely high level, and I'm I'd be more than happy to uh, walk you through this in, in detail in the future. Um, moving on to availability, this is the guarantee of reliable access to your information. So this is done through ensuring there's frequent system updates or ensuring there's enough bandwidth on the system or preventing any types of bottlenecks and then having backups in place and a fast uh, disaster recovery, right? Those are different types of mechanisms you can use in cybersecurity to ensure availability of a specific system. Um, now, referring back to Apple again, for as an example, Apple provides availability through, you know, constant iOS updates. I think, don't quote me on this, but I think every two weeks they release a new iOS patch. I think. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's, it's close there. And that's how they're showing uh, commitment of availability on your phone to make sure that there's no there's issues, there's no performance issue on your phone, there's no bottlenecks, there's no bandwidth issues. It's consistently being updated to be performing at its best. Right. Another way they do this is through backups. So I'm sure we all get these notifications on your iPhone saying, hey, you haven't backed up your phone in like X amount of days. And what Apple is trying to tell you is, dude, whatever data you have on your phone right now, it hasn't been backed up since the last time you did it. So if your phone crashes, that's on you, fam. I've been telling you consistently. <laughs> so that's, that's what that notification basically means. They're just saying, we're not liable for this data. We've been telling you and notifying you. You need to back up your phone, right? So that's the CIA triad. There's confidentiality, ensuring that the data can be only accessed by the people who should have access. Um, there's integrity, right? Ensuring that data is accurate and trustworthy. And then there's availability, which is making sure that data is accessible, right? So let's let's move on to the next section, which is talking about keywords and terms in cybersecurity. And there's four of them that I want to discuss. It's threat, vulnerability, exploit, and risk. Definition of a threat is a hypothetical scenario that uh, has the potential to cause some harm to you or your application or your system or your business or anything like that, right? And some examples of threats would be like social engineering attacks and phishing attacks and DDoS attacks, right? And uh, you're probably thinking, what the heck? Did he just say phishing? <laughs> this guy talking about phishing? <laughs> so, yes, there's something called phishing attacks. And this is when a hacker sends like fraudulent email or text messages that appear to be legit, like they're coming from legit sources. And I'll give, I'll give you a quick example, right? There's these PayPal scammers right now that are sending emails, and this is happening very, very frequently. There's PayPal scammers that will send an email to you saying, hey, there's some discrepancies found within your account. Um, here's the link in order for you to log in and rectify some of these issues, right? And this link is actually, you know, redirecting you to a website that looks exactly like PayPal's login page but it really isn't. It's the scammer's website page, right? And once you once you input your credentials, your username and your password, uh, essentially you've given the hackers your password. I mean, there's nothing else you could really do. And the worst part about it is the majority of people use one password for everything because it's very hard to remember passwords, right? So once you've given these guys your PayPal passwords, you've most likely given them your password to your Instagram, to your Twitter, to your, I don't know, Facebook, to your bank account. You've, once you've given them 
one set of credentials, they can leverage that same set to log in into several of your accounts. So you just got to be very, very careful of emails that are sent to you and text messages with links in them. Just try to avoid them completely because that's how you end up getting hacked. Um, moving on to vulnerabilities. Uh, a vulnerability is essentially a flaw in the system that can leave you open to an attack. Or another way to think about it is uh, it's a weakness within your system that uh, exposes it to an attack. And every single application and every single system that exists has vulnerabilities. And I'm talking about every single one. It doesn't matter if it's created by Apple or if it's created by Google or if it's created by some random person. Every application has vulnerabilities. Now, the extent of the severity of those vulnerabilities and how exploitable those vulnerabilities are, now that tends to vary. And it, and it really depends on how serious the app developer or the system developer takes security, right? So in industry, there's a security best practice for app development, um, and it's called Secure Software Development Lifecycle. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on the multiple stages of the SDO process, but uh, I will make sure to cover it on a later podcast. What I really want to call out right now is that in app development, you need to make sure that you have your own security scans being performed before you release your product to the general public, right? You need to understand what types of vulnerabilities exist within your application before you make it available for everyone, right? You need to understand that risk, uh, which I'll touch base on a little bit later. Uh, the next term is exploit. And an exploit is essentially the next step the hacker performs after finding their vulnerability. It's how the hacker leverages your vulnerabilities, right? Now, you might hear me say uh, zero-day exploit at one point, and what that means is that there's a vulnerability that exists within the system or this application that uh, hasn't been figured out by the people who really want to patch it, right? So it's, it exists, but no one really knows about it other than the hacker. So that's a zero-day exploit. Okay. Uh, moving on to risk. And the definition of risk is the probability of something bad happening combined with how bad it would be if it did happen. I don't know. It's kind of a word doozy to say, right? So I'll say it one more time. A risk is the probability of something bad happening combined with how bad it would be if it did happen. Um, and simply put, it's, it's the intersection between um, threats exploits and vulnerabilities it's that intersection right and a lot of people might agree with me some people might but cybersecurity is all about risk it's understanding the type of vulnerabilities that are currently uh, exist within your environment and then the potential exploits that occur to those vulnerabilities and then associating being like how probable is it that these could potentially be hacked or these these vulnerabilities can potentially be exploited and this, this information will allow you to understand whether it's a no-go to go to production or, you know, got to hold back and remediate some of these vulnerabilities, right? So that's, that's what um, threats are, exploits, vulnerabilities, and risk. Now, I'm, I'm pretty much done at this point. I've, I've covered the three crucial principles of cybersecurity, which is the CIA triad, confidentiality, integrity, and availability, right? And I've talked about four different key words within cybersecurity, which is vulnerabilities, exploits, risk, and threats. And um, I think that's that's a good start for today. If you stuck around and listened through the whole thing, I really do appreciate it. 
Um, if you're my buddy on Instagram, just hit me up on an Instagram, send me a message, let me know how I did, give me some constructive uh, feedback. And um, thanks a lot, everyone. I really appreciate your time. My next podcast will be on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Bye.